Hey, what's good, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Wellington Heights Community Church Podcast. We are excited to get into the Lenten season. We know that Lent is a focused season of prayer, of study, of contemplation, of worship, and of generosity. Please join Pastor Stephanie in our scripture reading for the day. is from Psalm chapter 25, verses 1 through 9. This is from the Common English Bible Version. I offer my life to you, Lord. My God, I trust you. Please don't let me be put to shame. Don't let my enemies rejoice over me. For that matter, don't let anyone who hopes in you be put to shame. Instead, let those who are treacherous without excuse be put to shame. Make your ways known to me, Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth. Teach it to me. And because you are the God who saves me, I put my hope in you all day long. Lord, remember your compassion and faithful love. They are forever. But don't remember the sins of my youth or my wrongdoing. Remember me only according to your faithful love for the sake of your goodness, Lord. The Lord is good and does the right thing. He teaches sinners which way they should go. God guides the weak to justice and teaches them his way. Let us join in an opening prayer. Lent calls us to worship together, to tell the future generations the good news. Lent calls us to prayer and contemplation with lament and confession and forgiveness. Lent calls us to practice justice to bring God's hope to all people. Lent calls us to generosity, to look beyond ourselves and share what has been given to us. Lent calls us to faithful living, to trust the one who gives us life. Lent calls each of us to take up our cross, to trust the one who bears it with us. Lent calls us to journey with God. Let us worship God who walks with us each and every day. Amen. Our gospel text is from the Gospel of Mark. We'll be reading from chapter 1, beginning in verse 9 and ending in verse 12. Let us read together. About that time, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee, and John baptized him in the Jordan River. While he was coming up out of the water, Jesus saw heaven splitting open and the spirit like a dove coming down on him. And there was a voice from heaven, you are my son who I deeply love, in you I find happiness. At once the spirit forced Jesus out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness for 40 days, tempted by Satan. He was among the wild animals and the angels took care of him. After John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee announcing God's good news saying, now is the time. Here comes God's kingdom. Change your hearts and lives and trust this good news. This is the word of God for the people of God. Here we are on the first Sunday of Lent. We gathered this past Wednesday evening as we embrace the complexities of the day. Ash Wednesday, a day of ashes of confession, 
lament, and a reminder of our human limitations and mortality. It was also a day of love, Valentine's Day, while we also held the tension of what Jesus taught us about love and what is needed to live into and out of that love. This Lenten season, we are continuing to embrace the themes of justice, love, and lament. Lent is a season for lamenting and healing from the ways that we have been impacted by the lack of justice in the world. Lent offers us a solidarity with Christ's journey through suffering and into liberation. And you're invited to join in this conversation of the spiritual practice and necessity the practice of justice in our everyday lives through a virtual discussion group we will be holding. Check out the digital newsletter for more information. The Gospel of Mark is where we find ourselves this morning, and the Gospel of Mark is a densely packed, fast-paced, action-filled narrative about Jesus's life and teachings. It's about Jesus's divine identity and human vulnerability and how God's kingdom is breaking in through him. In the first chapter of the text, we see that Mark provides a short account of John the Baptist's ministry, noting his place in the wilderness as a prophetic outsider who challenges the status quo. From our scripture reading this morning, we see that Jesus is then baptized by John as an act of solidarity with the rest of the community. The Spirit descends on him and a voice from heaven breaks forth as Jesus is anointed for his role. And God declares him, my son, the beloved. We then see in the text that the spirit then forcefully drives Jesus into the wilderness. This dramatic verb, forcefully, which is altered in some of the other gospels, which lessens its intensity, suggests some reluctance on Jesus's part. And why not? If we too are honest with ourselves, we try our best to avoid the wilderness. Now, I'm not talking about camping in the wilderness. However, at this point in my life, I would also have to be forcefully driven into the physical wilderness of camping. The wilderness place that I speak of right now is a wilderness is where a space where our hearts are broken wide open. The wilderness is a space of vulnerability. The wilderness is where we are forced to see ourselves as we are, without fancy filter and finery. It is a place where we identify our shadow self. If you are into the Enneagram, you'll know what I'm talking about. The wilderness is where we wander and wait to encounter the holy. This wilderness time was not a punishment for Jesus. In fact, Jesus had just experienced God's public affirmation of his true identity as my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Indeed, he was led or driven into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit as a time of preparation and purification for the ministry that was ahead of him. Like Jesus, we are sometimes driven against our will by the Holy Spirit to the places we would rather not go. As we are separated from our usual comforts or surroundings or status quo or mindsets. But the wilderness, it is where we as individuals and a community must go because out of the wilderness comes new life. 
I think it may be accurate to say that all of us are in some kind of wilderness season right now. Perhaps you are wandering or waiting or grieving or angry or weary of the way things are. Maybe you are in a time of life where everything around you feels complicated and hard. All too often, we, myself included, we have a tendency to avoid the wilderness, to turn away from encountering the wilderness places in our lives and in the world around us. We have a tendency to only worry about me and mine. We have a tendency to have a mindset that if it doesn't affect me, it doesn't matter. We have a tendency to not get close to those who are affected by broken and unjust systems. We have a tendency to turn away and to do the least amount of spiritual work of self-examination and prayer. If you are like me, when we encounter the wilderness, there's a tendency to turn inward and to turn inward not in contemplation and self-examination but in self-focus, to not see or notice anything but what is affecting you in your wilderness season. I also feel that we have a tendency to have a scarcity mindset as we are in the wilderness, to not believe that there is an abundance of love, resources, time, you fill in the blank of whatever there is to offer for all people. We too quickly turn into scarcity. In the wilderness, I think we, myself included, also have a tendency to turn toward a mindset of comparative suffering. Comparative suffering is where we size up one another's suffering or wilderness season, in which we either deny or avoid our own wilderness, or where we deny or avoid someone else's wilderness. I encourage you this week as we're entering into the season of Lent to spend some time prayerfully considering, spend time in self-examination. What is my default tendency in the wilderness? Is it self-focus, scarcity mindset, comparative suffering, or maybe a little bit of all of them sprinkled in, right? How can we turn inward in self-examination and contemplation rather than self-absorption? Oftentimes we think of the wilderness place as being a harsh and a punishing place. However, it can be a place where we find clarity, where we discover inner strength and experience the peace that comes from God alone. It can be a place where we experience God's steadfast love. As we look at the text, we see that clearly something happens between God and people in the wilderness, and it's something special. We, too, need to be strengthened by God's love and care to and for us. Gifts that come in unique ways as we lean into the wilderness among us, or in the tradition of Lent by fashioning our own wilderness through expanded practices of contemplation, silence, and prayer fasting, and generosity. Here we begin to see more clearly. The season of Lent, after all, is meant to guide us to turn towards God 
and one another and return to the call to live justly, to love mercy and walk humbly with God with all our hearts. Traditionally, we may see this implemented in three focuses in the church this season, through practices of prayer and fasting and generosity. This Lenten season at Wellington Heights Community Church, our spiritual formation is focused on generosity rooted in justice. We serve a God who boldly says in the sacred text, for I am the Lord your God who loves justice. And it also says, I am a God of justice. Now notice how it doesn't say that I am a God of service or I love service. God loves justice. I think it's helpful to define the differences and distinctions of service and justice. I'm going to be reading you a passage from the book Deep Justice in a Broken World, which is an excellent resource on how we can implement ministry and life with a CCDA practice and approach. Here's what it has to say. Service makes us feel like a great savior who rescues the broken. Justice means that God does the rescuing, but God often works through the united power of the diverse community to do it. Service often dehumanizes those who are labeled as receivers. Justice affirms human dignity by creating an environment in which all give and receive, in a spirit of reciprocal learning and mutuality. Service expects results immediately. Justice hopes for results sometime soon, but recognizes that systematic change takes time. The goal of service is to help others. The goal of justice is to remove obstacles so that others can help themselves. Service focuses on what our ministry can accomplish. While justice focuses on how we can work together with other organizations and people to accomplish even more. This Lenten season, as a community, we're going to be guided into the practice of justice with lament, self-examination, confession, repentance, and a commitment moving forward to repair. In the text, we see that Jesus's public ministry is launched after returning from the wilderness and after the unjust imprisonment of John. And Jesus declares, now is the time. Here comes God's kingdom. Change your hearts and lives and trust the good news. God's kingdom is about a holistic communal societal transformation. The communal nature of the first century culture would not expect or understand that news otherwise. But if we are to follow Jesus, if we are to be renewed for new possibilities and prepared to hope once more, we must face the wilderness. Throughout the history of God, we see that our spiritual ancestors have spent significant time wrestling with God in the difficult wilderness spaces. But those who came before us, our spiritual mothers and fathers, and for us today, we never will have to face the wilderness alone. God stood with them, and God will stand with us. God is with us. Our church, our community, our world, our souls, ourselves, now more than ever, we need to be honest about the wilderness. 
honest about our tendency to turn from injustice and pain and suffering that surrounds. Honest about our unwillingness to give of our time and money. Honest about our tendency to look inward and self-focus rather than self-examination. Honest about our addiction to screens. Honest about naming our individual and communal experiences. And if we hold on to practices this season connecting us to God and one another in the wilderness, we may find new life, new hope, new ministry, and new ways of being the people of God together. God has good work for us to do here in Wellington Heights. And that work begins like it did with Jesus as we are driven into the wilderness spaces. We go to the wilderness. We encounter the wilderness to learn once more what it means to be and live as God's beloved. We go to the wilderness to listen for the voice of God calling us again. We go to see Christ more clearly in the world around us and in ourselves. We go to the wilderness because we know that we encounter God in the margins and in our suffering. We go to the wilderness because we know that we can no longer be as we have always been. Now is the time. Here comes God's kingdom. Change your hearts and lives and trust this good news. Amen. Let us pray together this prayer that is offered by Cole Arthur Riley, the author of Black Liturgies. Let us pray together. God of deep hunger, we thank you for being a God who is unconcerned with spiritual practices that don't affirm the dignity of the most vulnerable. Keep us from shallow spiritualities that are more concerned with obedience to ritual than how ritual should bring about justice and restoration to the world. Restrain our appetites toward healing and liberation. If we fast this Lent, let it be in that ancient way, which gives our portions to the hungry and oppressed. And if we have need, let this be a season of reclamation, that we accept what is owed to us, that we would take all that our dignity demands. Grant that we would find our own healing magnified as we participate in the healing of the cosmos. And let our darkest nights amplify the light that we would look up and see no less than the very face of God in one another. Amen. Mm-hmm.